Welcome to Law Technology Now with host Monica Bay, editor-in-chief of ALM's award-winning magazine, Law Technology News. Hear the latest about technology for the legal community. If it's tech, it's a topic right here. And good day from New York City. I'm Monica Bay, and uh, we are Law Technology Now. And every August for the last six years, I've had the wonderful pleasure of turning over the cover of Law Technology News to the Minnesota Twins. This is my new nickname for George Socha and Tom Geldman. And they have been so gracious to LTN and have given us an exclusive summary of the annual Socha Geldman. Uh, e-discovery survey, and I hope I got that right. Um, Let's start, uh, Tom, let's start with you. And and before we dive into the black and the blue of the 2010 survey, tell our listeners, would you, a little bit about yourself, and then we'll have George do the same. Thank you, Monica. Uh, I'm an independent uh, consultant. I've been working in the legal technology field for a little over 20 years, and I'm focused on helping law firms, corporate counsel, uh, find the best solutions and the best way to manage their technology. I've also had the opportunity to work with my colleague, George Socha, on not only the discovery, but also to uh, manage the electronic discovery reference model project. I residence in uh, Roseville, Minnesota, which makes me one of the Minnesota twins. <laughs> and George, tell our wonderful listeners what they might not know about you. Well, first of all, I don't know that I can compare with either set of much more famous Minnesota twins, but nonetheless, I am an attorney after 16 years of practice turned electronic discovery consultant seven years ago. In addition to working with Tom on EDRN and on the survey, I consult with corporations, law firms, service and software providers on a wide range of electronic discovery issues, serve as an expert witness and a special master. Now, I think it was, correct me if I'm wrong, two years ago that you guys made a pretty radical change to your survey. Correct me, was it last year or two years ago? It was two years ago. I thought so. And uh, uh, it's changed the tenor of your survey a little bit uh, because you used to rank the uh, all the EDD providers, which of course made the month of July nerve-wracking for them because they were all desperately waiting to see the charts that we would publish in LTN's August issue. Um, it's been about two years now. Tell the, tell the listeners, if you would, for just a moment on why you made that decision and how it has changed your approach to your annual e-discovery survey. Well, first off, we made that decision because we had become increasingly disturbed with the way we saw consumers using the rankings. We felt that instead of performing any sort of meaningful, in-depth, or even shallow analysis of their own to figure out what provider of services or software would have an offering that would fit their needs, they were simply grabbing a name off the top list. So for two years, before we discontinued these, we put up a warning saying anyone who uses these rankings for that purpose is, quote, is a fool, unquote. Apparently, that language was too ambiguous and too vague (laughs) and not strong enough because people continued to be fools, so we stopped. 
we tried as best we could to figure out some other way of coming up with a more useful and informative static ranking, a ranking that we would pub be published once a year for the life of us. We could not come up with one, nor in looking around were we at all comfortable um, with endorsing the rankings provided by anybody else because regardless of methodology, you just can't come up with a generalized ra uh, ranking that's going to meet a very specific and usually uh, 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 very individualistic need. Just if I could add, what really is needed is is that each, and we've talked to a lot of folks, what, what there is out there is a, a real uh, a need to help, for help in finding who to use when. Uh, there is no effective yellow pages to uh, find the providers that they should be talking to. And so we're working on that, and that's a topic for another day. But the rankings were, as George said, really largely misused, and uh, and that's why we uh, we stopped them. And I think there's an underpinning to this, too, which is echoed frequently by Craig Ball, who is LTNZ Discovery columnist, which is the baby boomers are still in charge of these firms, and they have to get under the hood. They just have to understand a little bit. They they can't just delegate it to someone else. And until until they bite the bullet and realize that it's a it's a cultural change. Because as I've said a million times, when I was admitted in '83, you know, it was like only the girls with quote marks would touch anything with the keyboard. So it's a real cultural shift for the boomers who right now are still writing the checks. Um, so I let's don't move. Think, by the way. Let me jump in, because I think this is actually a very important facet of what you just said. I do not think from what I see that this is a problem limited to boomers, because we've got two separate things going on. One is comfort with and the facility to use technology. And the generation coming out of school now is very comfortable with the technology, very facile at using it but not for electronic discovery purposes. Good point. For electronic discovery purposes, you have to be much more like a mechanic. Once upon a time, people were pretty good often at repairing their automobiles, not just changing the oil, but pulling the engine, adjusting the spark plugs, all sorts of things. Now, no way. The folks coming out of school, they don't pull the hoods up and... and get around and tinker on the inside of their engines. And that's what you need to do to really become uh, facile with the electronic discovery side of things. Very good point. Let's move to the new survey. And of course, the number one thing I am always clamoring, since you no longer rank the vendors, is money, honey. And for the first few years of the surveys, we had double-digit logarithmic growth in the area that was almost euphoric. And then, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, was it 2008, where all of a sudden, for the first time, it was like the brakes went on? Tell us a little bit about what's going on, and, and if you would, the the more modest, but definitely good news out of your latest report. Well, last year, we reported based upon what we were hearing from consumers and providers and what leavening we could provide from other sources, we reported that we were hearing that there was about a 9% drop 
from the year before. This year, from what we're hearing, we're barely back into the double digits on the positive side, about a 10% increase from last year, putting us at roughly $2.8 billion or just above where we were two years ago. So we've gotten back to where we were before, according to the folks we're talking with. They are optimistic, um, but not as optimistic as in the past, about the next couple of years, generally expecting to see increases for the, the two years to come in the 10 to 15% range. So again, putting us on the double digits, but not the 25 and 30 and 35% increases that we were seeing in the past and that people in the past were expecting in the future. And I suspect, Tom and George, that absolutely nobody would be surprised uh, that one of the key drivers of that was the bank and the legal uh, uh, economy. I won't say collapse because it never really collapsed, but it was certainly dinged up pretty badly over the last two years. Well, certainly the worst recession since the Great Depression spilled over into the legal world as never before. And with that spillover into the legal world, spilled over into the arena of electronic discovery. Absolutely. Everybody's closing the purses for a while. Uh, in your article, which is the cover story of our August issue of Law Technology News, um, you talk about what you call three key perspectives, looking at what's going on from the point of view of the providers, the point of view from the law firms, and I believe the third one was the point of view of the law departments. Um, Tom, can you talk a little bit for us about what the key issues are as you guys see it for for the vendors and providers right now? Well, yes. Uh, for the uh, providers, uh, they are retrenching. Um, there is a significant move to the left, uh, what you see in virtually ever, every advertisement or every publication is the move to the left uh, of the electronic discovery model. And, and what does that mean by moving to the left? What it means is the move towards information management. Uh, what we've found, or what our finding, is that most of the problems that happen within e-discovery are, can be traced back to poor uh, services or poor uh, or ineffective management of information. Organizations didn't know and still don't know in many cases where their information is, who has it, uh, what, what it contains. And so there is a significant effort to help corporations get control of their electronic discovery uh, household. And, you know, T Tom and, and, and George, I think there's also another huge factor that, that aligns right along with that that I'd be curious about your opinion on, which I've been pontificating a little bit lately. I think what we're going to see in the next 18 months to two years is the emergence of compliance issues as perhaps even more dominant than e-discovery, particularly in light of the aforementioned uh, uh, uh banking problems which are generating lots of new regulations in terms of uh, HIPAA, in terms of all these new uh, personal data acts that are coming on. I think regulation is going to be huge. And I was talking to two headhunters here in the New York area, David Cowan and uh, Michael Potters, and they both cited uh, an, an expectation that we're going to see a surge in litigation 
because of A, banking, B, the um, Toyota cases, and C, British Petroleum. It seems to me that this is going to fuel the e-discovery interest in the information management as well. Would you agree with that? Yes, I think that's true. And not only not only that, Maka, another thing that I think is happening is there will be the the large, you know, uh, multi-million dollar cases that we're going to see. But I think the other opportunity that vendors are or providers are going to be seeing is uh, the move down the scale to the moderate size cases, the, the you know, the the large volume out there uh, to. Uh, 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 to, to uh, take advantage of is the medium to small cases. And as you said, as compliance and as those sorts of things come forward, it's going to be the smaller firms, the smaller corporations that are going to have to get into uh, managing their information better, um, going to be getting into electronic discovery. And I think that's one of the great opportunities for providers uh, in the in the next few years. Well, we need to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we will continue. And one of the things I want to get to is not just the law firm and the law department points of view, but a few words on staffing. So come right back. We'll be back after we hear a word from our sponsor. Kcura, the developers of the e-discovery software Relativity. Relativity is a web-based application Servicing the analysis, review, and the production stages of EDRM, Kcura helps corporations and law firms with e-discovery challenges by installing relativity on-premises as well as providing hosted on-demand solutions through a global network of partners in Asia, Australia, Europe, and North America. For more information about relativity or to schedule a demo, visit kcura.com. That's kcura.com. Reveal combines project management, online document review, and third-generation search in one platform. Law firms, service providers, and corporations demand transparency and affordable, flexible tools that can respond to the evolution of the industry. Reveal's development team uses its inventive heritage, applied to the legal marketplace, to disrupt the past and respond to the present. Reveal's tool suite combines project management, online review, and third-generation search in a single platform. Learn more about Reveal at www.revealdata.com. Someone's at the door. Don't answer it. Why not? I'm listening to Legal Talk Network podcasts to get my CLE credit in West Legal Ed Center. Oh, I need to do that too. Where do I find them? It's easy. Just go to legaltalknetwork.com and pick a program for CLE, click on it, and start listening. Or go to westlegaledcenter.com and choose from any of the Legal Talk Network programs available for CLE. Perfect. I'll do that right now. And we are back. This is Monica Bay. I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Law Technology News. And we are talking with George Sosha and Tom Geldman who for six years now have graciously given Law Technology News our cover story in August as they have uh, graciously uh, given us an exclusive summary of their annual e-discovery survey. We've talked about some of the issues facing the vendors. want to move to some of the issues that are facing the law firms and the corporate law departments. So, George, you want to dive in on that a little bit? Well, let's we'll start with the law firms. 
law firms across the land, or at least those who work with corporate clients, have discovered um, an apparently abiding interest in electronic discovery so that you see electronic discovery practices appearing all over the place. Some of the firms are putting a lot of effort and a lot of resources into developing electronic discovery capability. Uh, one firm I can think of now has three shareholders who are working full-time on electronic discovery issues. Firms like that, however, are the minority, not just amongst all firms, but amongst the firms who claim electronic discovery expertise. Many more have patched together for marketing purposes some sort of electronic discovery practice group, but have yet to figure out what that group really means and what they want to do. Laboring in the trenches still in those firms are, are the people who have been handling many of the hands-on aspects of whatever is being done for electronic discovery there. And it's going to be interesting to see how much recognition they receive within the firms and how greatly they are valued in those firms as time moves forward. Uh, I'd like to uh, say that I'm very optimistic about that, but I'm not so sure that the recognition and the value will be what it probably ought to be. On the corporate side, a couple of years ago, there was a, a strong push to move electronic discovery in-house. And I think the corporations are finding Doing so is more complex than they thought it was going to be. Many of them were being sold on the notion that all you need to do is buy a piece of software or an appliance, install it, magic will happen, and your electronic discovery problems will vanish. What they are discovering is that the old news is the new news. To make these things work, you don't just need technology. You need people, and you need processes within which the people and the technology work. Pull those three things together, make a commitment to do it, realize doing it will be some hard work, and if you are the right type of corporation in the right circumstances, or depending upon your perspective, the wrong ones, you can realize uh, much higher quality results at generally a, a, a much lower uh, price tag. I but wish we had not a... For everyone. I wish we had about an hour because there's so much more I'd like to get into, but we just have a minute or two left. And I did want to touch upon staffing because, as I mentioned before, I, I recently had a chance to chat with David Cohen and with um, Michael Potter, and they had very interesting observations. One of their suggestions was the reason we saw so many EDD and IT staff departures last fall or last spring was because the firms were correcting their ratios since they'd let off so many um, uh, lawyers. But there also seems to be kind of a conundrum that we're seeing where they noted that most of the EDD workers were not out of work for very long, and yet we see others who just seem to not quite fight, find the right fit. What have you seen in the trenches from the the for the folks who are working to do e-discovery and any observations about what they might expect this coming year? What we've seen from the trenches, I think, matches quite closely what David Cowan and Michael Potters and, and, and no doubt others have reported. And part of what we see with that 
is that for some of the people who are um, not finding the work they want, it's because there's a bit of a disconnect. They have skills, but the skill set they have doesn't necessarily match what the organizations are looking for. And, and that presents a problem all the way around. So we hear of people who, uh, by all uh, measures, appear to be highly qualified, at least within the areas where they're highly qualified, where, where they're qualified, and yet are having trouble. We hear of finding work, and we hear of organizations who have very specific positions they want to fill and cannot find the bodies to go in them. Absolutely. And we could do a whole program on that, but we don't have time. We have time for one quick thing. I want each of you to give your number one prediction for what will happen in 2011 in the arena of e-discovery. Tom, let's start with you. Well, I'll start. I think, uh, as I mentioned before, information management is really coming front and center and, and organizations realizing that if they can get their electronic house in order, um, things will go a bit better for them on the electronic discovery and compliance and other fronts. And so I think we're going to continue to see um, a very uh, a bright light shown on uh, on the information management uh, issue. And George, you get the last word on this? Well, nothing shocking here, but I think much to the dismay and despair of those who hope to make electronic discovery go away, and there are certainly efforts to have that happen, it's not going away, not by any means. Because if you don't go looking for information stored in electronic form, what are you looking for? I couldn't agree with you more. My thanks go out to George Sosha and Tom Gelbman. We've been talking about the 2010 eDiscovery survey. If you want more information, George, how can they find out? They can reach me at george at sochaconsulting.com, S-O-C-H-A, consulting.com, or either of us through the EDRM website, edrm.net. And Tom, your email address? My email address is tom at gelbman.biz. Terrific. Uh, you've been listening to Law Technology Now. I'm Monica Bay. I want to remind everyone that you can find us in three places. On the Legal Talk Network, www.legaltalknetwork.com. On our website, www.lawtechnologynow.com and on iTunes. Special shout-outs to the team in Boston, Luann Reeb, Scott Hess, Mike Hockman, and Kate Kenny, to my producer David Jasper here in New York, and to Jill Winward. And remember, there is no crying in baseball or technology. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network. Its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Law Technology Now is produced by the broadcast professionals at the Legal Talk Network. Thanks for listening. Join Monica Bay for next month's podcast on the technology issues affecting the legal profession today.